professional wrestling superstar, champion, entrepreneur, author, and show host. Feeds you more interviews, more stories, more information, and more laughs than ever before. <laughs> Conversation with the big guy, Ryback, with JD and Asian Joe, starts now. Welcome to Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. I am the Big Guy Ryback, episode one thirty one. And this week, we're opening up with the sweet, the beautiful, the magnetic. You might know her from Maxine in WWE, Katrina in Lucha Underground, Carly Perez. Welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Oh, you seem so excited. I'm, 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 I'm I've got to match this excitement. Excited. I haven't talked to you in so long. I'm very antisocial, Carly. I'm very... This... <laughs> you're... You weren't that antisocial. I would think I was the only one you used to talk to in FCW. <laughs> we did. That is funny. No, but le- legitimately, I am. I'm super antisocial. I do this show. I actually is. It's a way for me to be social, and I think I'm good when I am What's in the it? social environment. But I'm very like if I'm just to myself, it's. I'll stay to myself. I'm not going to lie. I'm the same way. I've become super introverted. I was always kind of introverted, but... Same here. I think wrestling makes that worse somehow. I don't know why. It's... <laughs> <laughs> I guess so, probably. You're just like, just, just, just not talk. <laughs> yeah, it's... Uh, I don't know. It, it forces you to, like, step outside of your comfort zone so much, I feel like. And, but, like, and you're constantly just... With... with people and, and whatnot that when you have time to yeah. yourself you just like learn to appreciate it but yeah you do you do i was gonna we did used to talk in fcw i i've always gotten along with you really really well you've uh i can't remember do you remember what the i'm sure it was obviously me skip sheffield flirting with you was uh where things probably initiated but i just remember i think it was the book the secret that you because i was always big on reading here we did yeah, we were, uh, we were both big on reading, so we used to talk about books, and we both were hurt at the same time, so we used yep. to sit in the back. I was <laughs> using the secret to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> you were, too. We were definitely into books, and I won't, I won't say the other things that you told me. I won't say that. Oh, no, oh I have a feeling. I think I know. I, I was trying to think about that the, uh, the other day. I was like, I used to tell her random things. And that's you actually, all, you were very comfortable with me. I always, I, I, I'm like that with a lot of people, which sometimes people love it. And some people don't know how to take it. And it's like, I'm just, well, I'm being honest. And it's, I was cool with it. I was just like, oh, this is very interesting. <laughs> I think what you're referring to is we, we brought it up actually on the podcast last week with the other guys that I have on the show uh, from time to time. Was the and I'm actually I'm writing my book right now with uh the, the the title of the book is and you should appreciate this is broken bones and happy endings, um, okay yeah so that's I'm I'm going to uh I mean I've talked about it on this show but I like that's been done ever since I went up to WWE though on the main roster those days were mm-hmm. those days were were long gone that was a it was a brief run that started in Tampa and stayed in Tampa but. 
Enough about me, Carly. This is, I want to talk to you. What, when you got to FCW, were you recruited by, did you, John Laurinaitis, or did you get recruited by that, that it was a, was it a heavier set guy? Um, oh, Lou, Lou found, yeah, John, John uh, Laurinaitis, uh, apparently they were looking for a multi-ethnic female, and yep. uh, uh, Lou, um, Maggio, Lou Lou brought in Kelly and uh, Alicia Fox, and he brought in a handful of the girls uh, to them, and they specifically wanted uh, apparently an ethnic-looking female, so that's where I came to play. I guess I'm very ethnic-looking. <laughs> no, I, I would agree with that. Were you – now, were yeah. you – because I find with wrestling, it, it's – I was a fan of wrestling my whole life. I loved wrestling, but there's different levels to this. And there's like – people that love wrestling or like wrestling and then get into it. Like I'm very open-minded. I don't like people get into things at different stages of their life. Sometimes things find right. them, but I found with like wrestling, there's that group of wrestlers that if they came from like the independence, they're the most judgmental group. Not all, now not all of them, but they could be really judgmental and, and it could be for new people entering into wrestling. Like, were you a fan of wrestling getting into it at all or no? Um, not to the point of, I was, but I, I wasn't to the point of what the crew we're talking about yeah. was, you know, who I, I, I definitely got a lot of shit when I was first getting in there. I was not, I was going <laughs> to ask you about that a, if you did, because like I came from tough enough initially and then I got fired and then got rehired as a wrestler. But it, and so I kind of shook where coming from the TV show deal, but I was like, I was a fan my whole life. I just. Didn't get. I played sports before I got into it. Everyone, like, I was going to ask you how you were treated coming in because I just remember you were always really nice. But I know how some wrestlers can be. Yeah, it wasn't. Um, let's just be real. The girls were the worst. The girls were worse than the, the way worse than the guys. I've heard um, this. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, the girls were brutal. Uh, it wasn't. It wasn't the easiest coming in. Too. Uh, I definitely had to earn earn the respect of you guys and of uh, the girls were definitely a little harder to earn that because it's, I'm not a very catty girl. Yeah. I've never, I've never been super, I, I just think there's bigger things to worry about in this world Absolutely. than like the, the, the things that were being done, even on the road. So to say, like, you know, girls used to, uh, they would just complain about anything, anything that they could get. And I'm not, I just, I can't, it drives me crazy. <laughs> so no, I kind here, of yeah. was more of a guy's girl anyway. So I hung out more with, with the guys. I just got along better with the guys. So um, it was a little uh, rougher coming in, coming not coming from independent scene or the wrestling industry, so to say. But uh, I, I think I caught on somewhat quickly. Yeah. Um, the only thing I really didn't catch on with quickly was the being more of a, a yes woman. I didn't catch on to that very well. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I remember because like for me and, and it, it's nobody, it, it's a business and nobody should be judging anyone on where they come from or what. My thing is, is once you start doing it, as long as you work hard and, and give it your best effort and, and can develop a passion for it or just for the, whatever, like 100%, yeah. That, and that to me, that's just like common sense. But there's a group that are not like that. And I've seen it. And, and, and it's, it's, they're, they're dead wrong on their whole mindset. 
on that. And because in like, for example, you look at a guy like Brock Lesnar, he, he mm-hmm. makes more money than anybody. He doesn't give a about pro wrestling. He can give two right. about it, but he goes out there and he, and some guys, well, he doesn't work that hard. He, the guy works hard. He's a freak and he's, and he's in a, he's one of a kind where he's able to do that. But like, you don't have to, I'm just saying that you don't ha- you, to be successful at this. It doesn't, you don't have to come. There's no one place you have to no. come from and whatnot. There's not. I didn't, and there's not there. And you have to think I, I more so, um, tried to think outside the box instead of following the herd. I, yep. I wanted to do what other people weren't doing. So that's why I was trying to always own in on my, on my speaking and promo skills and, and character skills more so than worrying about doing flips in the ring. Yeah. I yeah. Just, you know, I took it that route. So, and I was, I was comfortable with that. And if that's what I was, if that was a, my strength, then why not work on your strength? You know, if you find what works for you in the business, you know, that's what um, I tell you. There's all different something. styles. Not everyone flips or not that that's, they're cool and I get it and I like them. But it's not that, it, that that's not pro wrestling. It's not the only thing. There's many facets to this, and you play to your strengths. And and I've always been a fan of the character part of of wrestling myself because it is fake. And to me, that's I was like, that's always been the draw to me is the story and the characters because everything else is just made yeah, up. So that's what I feel gives more layers to the audience. Anyways, it gets yep. them more invested into you and what you're bringing to the table. There. They're going to see about twenty flips in a in a night. So in, they, a, they in, a, in a night in a match. <laughs> yeah, right. You know, and we, yeah, yeah. It, especially depending on who's out there for sure. And one match lately, it's definitely just flip, flip, flip. But if you give them something to remember, yep. um, th- that's that's going to hold much longer. And Dusty taught me that. So I was going to ask you about him. Out. In your relation, he seemed to take a liking to you. I feel like. Which... Oh my gosh, I really like a picture of him stays in my car. Um, everything I'm doing now in my career outside of wrestling is owed to him. The whole reason I left the business to pursue what I was pursuing, and then ended up on on Lucha. But you know, Lucha gave me full reins of of developing a. a I just got to have fun and act the entire time. I got to make a cool care. And they let me do that. So, um, you know, that's all because of Dusty. You know, Dusty is the one who pushed me to um, to keep doing with what I'm doing now. So if it wasn't for him, I wouldn't be where I'm at. He was very instrumental in a lot of people. And for me, he was the one that gave Skip Sheffield a chance and uh, with Dr. Tom Pritchard and, and – but Dusty always used me because uh, he was responsible for a lot of the FCW TV and, and and the promos. And he was the one that challenged me to step out of my comfort zone from doing Ryback initially to coming up with a new character that I was completely against. But he, I, I noticed he liked people. He he was he had a uh, a great skill. I feel like at, at recognizing talent that people that that had uh, an ability to speak or could or care if they had potential he he would always gravitate towards those and i i noticed that early on he gravitated towards you for in, in just because you were extremely talented on that end so i i agree completely he was he was so important in so many things yeah yes and um i i thank him every day for that so uh, it's definitely a 
played an it was an important part. I didn't even realize how important because you know this has now been a decade. So you look a decade later and you I'm see blessed. things a little differently than while you're going through it. So I do remember. I was going to ask you. I remember I did a promo is Skip Sheffield who we we'd have to do the promos in front of the class, which were sometimes some really nerve wracking days, especially when you're very new there. But once you're there, everyone it, it's. It is what it is, and uh, it could be a lot of fun. But I remember, I don't remember the exact details, but I had you in a promo, and I think you gave me, did you give me a kiss on the cheeks, on the cheek, or <laughs> on my, my lips so got swollen after? Oh, my God, that's right. Your lips were swollen. And I said, I was like, oh, my God, I'm, I'm allergic to you. <laughs> but it was. Yeah, I think you were allergic to my lip gloss. And I've never had that happen I since. I don't remember or... if I. Your ma- I don't remember if we kissed on the lips or if I kissed you in the cheek and you wiped it and put your it, hand on your mouth. It was either that I'm or like, I turned the, the 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 turn the cheek deal on oh, the. Oh po- yeah, you probably you, yeah. And it was like, but, but like it was planned. I would hope, and then that way you wouldn't. I don't remember. That was Skippy being Skippy was was a fun you know lighthearted. Uh, I remember goof. your lips. I just remember, yeah, I had fat lips. I was like, my lips were blowing. I looked, I couldn't, I was like, what oh is going God. on? And I was like, oh, that's a sign. I'm allergic to Carly. Ah, the... It was hilarious. Yeah, that was my lip gloss. <laughs> Man, oh. It's crazy to think how long ago that was. The... That was so long ago. Oh, my God. Another part of this, doing this show for me, I didn't do interviews for the first couple of years, but it was per, for me, and I and I do people outside of wrestling too, in, in health and fitness. I got like CT Fletcher coming on next week, which I'm really okay. excited about. But like it, it, it gives me a chance. It's kind of like a diary for me too to have because all this stuff is recorded and saved and video, all that. That when I'm older later on in life to kind of go back and it, it gives me a chance. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. A lot of us too nice. in, in wrestling and, and it, just the way that it is. We all were around each other. Like, you're around each other. Like, I was around you a lot. I was around everyone I came up with a lot. And then you're not around each other anymore. And it's really hard yeah. to sometimes stay in contact with everybody. But I was like, this show is a great outlet for me to just have conversations with people that I was around and liked in wrestling and whatnot. So it's uh, it's cool to be able to... It is. It's cool that you're doing it. It's really cool that you're doing yeah. it. Yeah. It, it, makes, it, it makes me step out of my comfort zone. And, and it is a good thing. But... I was going to ask you on on the from going from FCW to the WWE NXT WWE like life on the road. How did you adapt? How did you like life on the road? Um, you know it's it's a lot. It's a lot. It was yeah. uh, by the end. You know, bef- when I asked for my release that last like six months, I was pretty. <sighs> I, I was just not challenged or satisfied really anymore. I was going to ask you um, about that on why you on why you left. I remember even it's because I, I yeah mean, like, we all have our stories. I just didn't see. Look, I was able, and I think things happen for you know it, it does play out. And things happen for a reason, and I and I I stuck with my instincts, and I was like, look, car. I'm not going to be able to evolve here. They're not going to allow me to evolve the way I'm, I'm capable of doing, which yep. I then later on was able to do in Lucha. Yeah. And I got my satisfaction in the out of that, and I'm good with that. So I just knew that it wasn't going to happen there, you know, for for me and what I, I brought to the table. So I'm, 
that's ended up why I, I just got really frustrated. And the day, the day I left, I, I knew if I didn't ask for my release that day, I probably wasn't going to do it. So I actually stuck to my guns. It wasn't really a full on planned thing. Yeah. I woke up that day and I was like, you know what, today I, I got to do it today. It was like that. Carly, and, um, that was the exact thing that happened. I, I, there were things going on for the past year before I left, but it was literally a day of thing that happened. It was the same, something inside right? of me. Right. And it was like a voice just talking to me, and, and it was so strong. In in the the, I it was like you can't it was, ignore it. Yeah, I I it was it was the easiest decision of my life, and it was the biggest blessing that I did that because it saved my entire career with my health. But it's crazy how you just know, and it's a tough thing for a lot of people with wrestling. And I tell people it's the only industry, essentially not not only one in in acting. Everything has politics and whatnot, but. It really is the one thing where it like you could be doing everything right. You could be you could be the best person. You could have the best work ethic. You could deliver time and time again, but your fate is ultimately controlled by other people. And it, it it's really for creative people, it's really hard. Either. What's that? By other people who aren't all there either. So you're yeah. just like, oh my God, yep. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I, it, it's really, I tell people, you got to really, it's a, it, it is, it is the, the toughest industry in the world and I love it to death, but in there's, and there's so much great with it, but it, it, it's, and there's good and bad with everything. But I think when you're a creative for people that are really, really creative, it could be really, it hits you even harder because when you're creative, outlet is shut down it's uh yeah. it kind of that's I the think thing that, that drew you into it happened. you know like i had i had so much going through my like so many ideas and going through my mind and you know one of my favorite things to do which is now blessed me and what i'm doing now but one of my favorite things to do i ended up finding out is actually creating and sitting and talking and writing and 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 I have so many thoughts and ideas and Lucha allowed the, the writers and by, they, I was, I sat with them and, you know, uh, at one point they offered me a position, a writing position. They loved the ideas and I, I was grateful that I was allowed to express them and um, make a really cool story with it. And I had to bottle it up um, when I was on the road and that, and that just was eating me up. Um, How did Lucha yeah, come about? Um, the Joseph called, Chris, the Joseph, uh, called me, there was no tryout for me or anything. He just goes, look, I know you can pull this off. This character is made for you. You're my first choice. What do you think? And I'm like, let's do it. You know, this isn't a heavy, he, you know, I was like, I don't want, not that I don't love to do it, but I wanted to really push character work that no one else was doing in the business. Yep. I go, I don't want to wrestle. I don't want to make this about wrestling. Let me make a badass character. And if you guys allow that, I'm in. And they said a hundred percent. And um, that's how that came about. The Joseph, um, you know, believed in me. And then he brought it up to, you know, the network and everyone else got behind it. And then here came Katrina. And did they, did, would the, was the atmosphere there? Because all I really, and I know from independents, which are independents, but WWE, the atmosphere, and, and like with a lot of the writers and producers, and, and you're, you're, 
there's a lot going on there in the atmosphere. We all know everyone that's in the business that's been there. We all know what that atmosphere is like. With Lucha, was the atmosphere? Would you say was it more of a supportive atmosphere, and where you, like you you were given more creative uh, freedom? Essentially, it was. Did you was so it, was it a more positive environment? Would you say it was? It was very pot, which is why I still to this day think that that program and the, the stuff that was put out was some of the best stuff I've ever seen in, in this industry. Yeah. I mean, the stuff was the, the work, you know, the wrestlers were insane. They were allowed to do what they wanted and they came up with their own map, their own stuff. They're, they're, nobody was telling them what to do. They just had to fall. There was a story that needed to be told and let them tell the story, how they would tell it. The characters were great. The uh, outfits were great. The writing was great. I mean, it was open. Being so open makes it very comfortable for everybody to express themselves. And that's when you're not putting restraint on people, that's when you're going to get the best out of people. And um, Absolutely. the locker room was very comfortable. There's not, you can go to the locker room comfortable. You can go and, you know, from traveling all the time, nobody wants to, you don't want, as a woman, I don't want to have to go do my hair and makeup just to walk into a freaking locker room and put on heels. I yeah. want to be comfortable. Yep. You know, we were allowed to be comfortable and that makes it less stiff. And it's not a big deal if you miss somebody's hand and you give them, <laughs> you just yeah. shake their hand and yep. you load them. There wasn't all these crazy things that made up rules every day that were made things were yeah. consistent and yep. were the same, you know? Um, so you weren't going to get caught off guard and we, it, all new people coming in, everybody was accepted and loved and treated well. And it, it was good. It, I'm, I'm glad I got to experience it. And it was right here in LA, which made it perfect for me because I live 20 minutes away. I was going to ask you that um, you're living in LA here. You've been right. Yep, I'm living in LA full time. I'm uh, acting and writing full time. I mean, it's been. Um, I did ask for my. I did ask for my release from Lucha. So, okay. Um, this past year after season four, and uh, only because only because my schedule is getting crazy, and I'm not going to be able to manage filming if I if I'm filming out of country or something a movie yep. and then lucha like isn't necessarily organized and just starts production it's going to be very difficult for me so absolutely i was going to ask you about uh, that because i noticed with the acting and like aaron stevens damian sandals out there in california doing yeah. that too and like it makes me so happy to see and that's the other thing with like wrestling it, a lot of time and it i feel like sometimes with wrestling and i grew up like i said watching it since i was a little kid and like we all have different paths and whatnot and like that the pro wrestling world in, in your introduction into it and you, you have this creative mind. It was almost like it's and you did it and you, you put everything into it and you were and you had a great run doing it, but it was like the bigger picture when you step back and look, it was like it could it's just your path to getting into acting all along. Possibly like where you that is 100%. where, like I feel, yeah. but it, it, we all go through different stages and getting, you don't just, you don't just end up at the finish line. It, we're constantly all on our own journey and there's no one path. And I think sometimes in wrestling, people think like, 
you got to be a wrestler for life and you're not allowed to do other things and whatnot. But wrestling consumes your entire life. So it makes me happy to see that you, you, you're like, and you, not that you didn't sign with Lucha Underground for another season, but that you're focused and, and you're now concentrating because you have to, to be successful. You can't pull yourself in 20 different directions and whatnot in doing no. that. How is no, it? I believe if you're going to do something, you have to do a hundred percent into what you're doing and not, um, you know, make yourself too thin there. And, you know, it was all, it all was stepping stones for me, you know, like pro- promo classes with Dusty was yep. a stepping stone. Lucha brought me to Los Angeles. I was very comfortable and I was able to play and create the way I wanted to, which gave me opened up a lot of doors and worked for one of the biggest directors out here. That opened up a lot of doors, and I just took advantage of what was opening up for me and really jumping on it and taking it serious. And um, and that and it started to, to just spread and um, push me towards other projects and things. And I've been very blessed to, to book and work and be out here working. And um, right now there's something massive coming out, which – Hopefully, I can go back on your show and talk about it. it. Might even be in about two weeks. Talk about it back on your show. I would be more than happy so, to have you back on for that, Carly. That was yeah. gonna, what I was going to ask you. What kind of what that what that is you're referencing, and then like what kind of roles like really excite you? You know, I I really like what I've noticed, and there's nothing wrong with this, but what I've noticed um, with a lot of the people coming out of wrestling, which mostly have been if we think about it, it's been majority of all men crossing over into um, film That's and television. Point, yeah. Yep. And the women have ten. The women have their, you know, they're doing the reality shows and stuff like that. But when it comes to actually film and television, it's been mostly all men, and they're very they're succeeding. Obviously, we have uh, The Rock and Cena. It's and, yeah. For the first time, but, wrestlers are, are there's the the pathway is or the the doors have been opened. Where it's not quite yeah, the same sure. as Hulk Hogan and them, where it was kind of frowned upon or looked at. It's more now like, whoa, these guys are really talented. Now, what they're doing, and once again, it's amazing, is they're doing a lot of the the comedies and yep. the blockbusters. And the my main concentration in the roles that I, I'm going out for now is drama. Yeah. I really like deep... Uh, layered, more depth, um, emotional drama, or very cool art pieces. I, I was able to do, I did a biopic last year with um, the Matt Smith from The Crown and Doctor okay. Who, and I played the first female bodybuilder in the world, Lisa Lyon. Oh, wow. And so I was able to, that was like an art piece for me. And then I've been able to work with um, people like Ron Perlman and, um, Gil Bellows from Shawshank Redemption and do some really cool drama style stuff, which I, I love. And not that I don't want to touch into like um, more of the blockbuster stuff, but this yeah. is my first choice. My first choice would be over here on this side. Well, that's so. what Batista just had a thing. Just, I saw an interview with him where he kind of, he was saying like The Rock and doing the big action movies, the comedy movies, and he's more interested in actual acting um, 
Yes, that, that's what, I would like, agree 100% with Batista on that for myself, from the woman's side. Yeah, just that, that's what I was asking, because that's, that, that's what I felt like when I, was, when I was looking at this. I was like, I can, that's what makes you tick, and like, what that, well, I could see you getting excited over that kind of stuff, and that's great, and you got to do what makes you happy, and, and that's because you got to challenge yourself and, and whatnot. So that's, it makes me really happy to see. What's the deal you're referencing? That, what's come, are you allowed to talk about it? What's then the couple weeks um, or do you have I to can, wait? So what I can, what I can say is I spent um, almost two years writing a show and I have, I have Ron Perlman on as the lead and the executive producer. Okay. I can say that. And then what's happening is um, the the big meetings are coming up over the next two weeks with the um, networks. Very cool. That so, is so. We'll definitely have to have you back on then once uh, yeah everything is finalized and you're able to say more because that is that is really really cool. Um, I know you're you're strapped for time. I don't want to take up much more here. I always end uh, with everybody that I have on. Um, because you're a very fascinating individual, and I was, and you've had a lot of success in your life. If you could give one piece of advice to the listeners that that's helped you in your life, if you can just tell them one thing, what would that be? Um, I would definitely the the one thing that's gotten me to where I am right position being am right now is taking risks. Definitely take the risk, yep. think outside the box, and don't be scared to ask for help. You definitely, that is great advice. Um, I think people get so nervous. Um, everybody has mentors. Mentors are important. And if you don't ask, you'll never <clears throat> know. So I could tell you firsthand <clears throat> that, and I've seen, and like me, and like I've said, I, I'm very introverted. Um, but in having my business and my supplement line and doing other things, I've always done things on my own a lot of times. And what happens is, and is I like that because it's a challenge for me, but it can also slow down the results. And I've learned as, I, as I've gotten older that it is, and you always hear it, it the relationships that you form and, and it, who you know is such a powerful thing and stepping out of your comfort zone and uh, and not being afraid, like you said, to ask ask questions or ask for help, and, and being told no, I've I've just I'm comfortable with it now. It doesn't bother me, and it you, you're better off because if you don't take that chance, you could really miss out on some great things. So, I think that is, yeah. is tremendous advice, Carly. With every where can they follow you, people on social media here with everything at Carly Leilani uh, Instagram and Carly Leilani Perez Twitter. Good deal. Well, Carly, thank you very much for coming on. We're going to take a quick break, guys, and we'll Thanks, be right back with Ryan Satin after these messages. Thank you, Carly. Thank you. You've heard us talk about Real Good Foods before on the podcast and just how much I love their Real Good pizzas and enchiladas. Now Real Good Foods also has their new poppers, which are a super low-carb cross between a chicken nugget and a jalapeno popper. All of their foods are low-carb, grain-free, gluten-free, and keto-friendly. Most items have as low as 3 to 4 grams of carbs per serving. From their chicken crust pizza, enchiladas, cauliflower crust pizzas, 
snack bite pizzas, and poppers, you can't go wrong with anything from Real Good Foods. All items are available at realgoodfoods.com, on Amazon, and in retail locations all over the country, with a store locator on their website. Save 10% with discount code RYBACK off of realgoodfoods.com. Real Good Foods. Feed me more. All right. We are back. Got Ryan sat in here with the Wrestling Report. The Big Guys Wrestling Report with Ryan Satin, brought to you by Pro Wrestling Sheet. Sharing some laughs before uh, getting on here. <laughs> Lonely Ryback eating Cheesecake Factory. That's all we're going to say, guys. <laughs> yeah, I wish we'd recorded that one. That was a good conversation. Uh, <laughs> What's up, dog? How's it going? Oh, uh, not much, not much. Just uh, recovering and uh, getting ready. I go to St. Louis next week, actually, for Harley Race's uh, deal uh, for his big show uh, in, in uh, St. Louis. And uh, Champa is supposed to be there, Tommaso Champa, but I think they just switched it out with. Um, I think he got switched out. Um, and oh, that, really? Yeah, and um, with Adam Cole. And uh, and then uh, Harley's going to be there, and then Nick Aldis as well. But he, Aldis when did is, they swap? When did they swap Champa out? It had to have just happen. I just saw it on uh, the Twitter feed. They'd oh switch. man, that, that makes sense because apparently Champa's dealing with an injury. Yeah, so that's what I I saw that too. So I, uh, but it's it's supposed to be a good a good little event. I'm, I'm just doing a signing there, and then I'm not I'm taking I'm not wrestling until. Aldis is wrestling on that one, and then uh, I'm just doing a signing. Harley's doing the signing, and uh, I had I had a thing in April I was supposed to do. I just had to cancel it because my shoulder. I got I need. I'm not doing anything until May wrestling. Good. So yeah, just letting. I mean, you waited this long, you might as well. Yeah, and I talked. I went to saw the doctor this week, so they uh, the stem cells, the cartilage, like the, the the procedure they did. It takes it actually regrows the cartilage, so I just got to let it. Like my range of motion is getting better and better, like on my joint, and he he just it, it, I don't know how long it takes. I would imagine it probably is going to take a few months, but I'm trying. I don't want to lift any more weights until April. I'm trying to give myself a full eight weeks off, nine weeks off, so just cardio. So I'm, I'm excited though to eventually. I got stuff in May and June coming up, and then and go for, see how I feel, and then go from there. How long do you think it takes? Like, how long do you think it takes you to like get it full Ryback once you can work out again? Full Ryback mode is yeah, like, yeah. I got to be able to do my. So I always have a. I have to be able to do my burpees, uh, and the the gold standard for me, so I don't get tired in wrestling matches because on the independent, it's like with WWE, you just turn into a machine because you're working every night. But like indies, I have to be able to do a hundred burpees in. Under ten minutes, usually around nine. I and that I can do. I never like never blow up as long as that. But like as far as like weights and stuff, I I need. I would like to have like at least six weeks because I'd like to. I'd like a couple weeks of easing into it with this. Just I can't. I'm not going full blown, and I haven't. Yeah, I yeah. wasn't. It was like it's like a lot of high reps and like I stretch and. But like the conditioning on that aspect, I like a conditioning. I only need probably. If you told me I had like uh, the biggest match of my life in two weeks, I would be in shape because I would just do burpees out the until I like I would make sure I was ready and whatnot. But it, but like six weeks to get where you're like feeling jacked. Yeah, like to where I feel like just feel like ride, like I used to feel ride, like ride back. <laughs> yeah, full ride back. Yeah. yeah, like I got to go do this <laughs> appearance in St. Louis, and I'm like kind of 
I had to do this before when I couldn't work out when I initially had the shoulders scoped and the stem cells really the first ones I think I went two months and I like wore my leather jacket on all my appearances and like you've ever seen like Steiner he, he'll like after he had he wears the full-blown Steiner to like just leather jacket and like because I don't want like I'm still heavy I'm still me but it's like I don't feel like me I feel like Goldberg does that too with the jet with the leather jacket. Got to, like, like people like I, people don't understand. Like I can say, like, oh, I haven't worked out in two months. I've, they're just like, man, Ryback's traps look like shit. He looks like he's letting himself go, and like somebody will say it. So it's like you got to have the appearance, and like so that's why I was like, I was like, why did I? It was I did this because for Harley because I wanted to. Like it's he's, he's getting up there, and he, he's always treated me really well, and they reached out and. It, like anyone else, I probably would have just said no, and it's just a signing, so it's not like I'm not. Dude, I do. No one's gonna say that about you. You're, you're. <laughs> I like how big guys think that way. We're, like, there's no. You're gonna be. You're so like such a big dude, regardless. That that's not gonna be on yeah, anyone. I mind still weigh two eighty. It's like, I, but I'm like in my head, I'm just like I'm two forty, and like, it's <laughs> even that, and that's not even small, but it's just like. <laughs> In your head, you're in a polo shirt sitting at a, at a Raw event. Yeah, I just have that image flashbacks of me sitting alone at Raw watching Hunter and Stephanie in the ring wearing my little polo shirt, not making a noise. Kevin Dunn flipping out in the truck. That guy in the third row. He's not emotionless. For some reason, when I picture you as a child, even though I just picture you like with the same head in a small body, just sitting there motionless while watching the show, just observing every just move. Observing. I, could, I could do that. Dunn is like that little bald prick. You not know? clapping, not doing anything. Just the worst fan ever. Just literally the worst fan ever. Ever. I've, um, well, well, since you brought up Harley Race, though, did you see the other new the the news about Harley Race that came out in the past couple days? I saw there's something with it is so Flair's apparently just... so Ric Flair did, did like a, a stage show I guess with Hulk Hogan and he mentioned during the show that um, that Harley Race has lung cancer. Yeah, uh, it was for he said terminal lung cancer and then Harley Race. Um, well, Dave Marquez, who's close to the Harley Race and his family. Put out a statement saying that uh, that it's not terminal lung cancer. He does have lung cancer, but yeah. it's not terminal. Um, super sad, obviously. Harley Race, yeah. like you mentioned, is like the ultimate, you yeah. know. Um, but I mean, he, I, you know, he's he's getting up there in age, so it's cool that you're going to get some time to get some FaceTime with him, you know, yeah. and all that. He was actually, I saw he was there my last show in St. Louis. That was where my last when I walked out was there, and. Uh, I remember he was he was there and catering. I believe that day. he was he'd always come to the shows, and I just remember the years of being up there. The five years that four and a half five years it was uh, he like progressively you could tell like you know getting it, it, it's age doesn't hold it hold back for anyone. So um, hopefully though they get it they got it diagnosed quickly and and everything will be on the up and up on that and and. Uh, I'm looking forward to getting to see him, though. He always, he was always like, he was because like, Curtis Axel came from, I think, trained with him as well, mm -hmm. and uh, just he was always just he had a, he has everyone's respect, and he, he's, oh yeah, I, he's one of those guys that like has everyone's respect. Like, yeah. there's, I mean, you you don't, there's no one who could, uh, who you can't not respect what Harley Race has done in yeah. wrestling. I mean, he's, uh, dude, he's the ultimate. And and I'll say this, and this is not even I suck. I, I'll just like. Me, I suck. Harley race that way. You can no one can say anything. 
because anytime I say anything, it's I'm not putting myself over. But the best compliment I, like I've ever gotten her from, like when Bruno San Martino had said some kind words, and Harley as well about how I how I wrestled and performed, like intensity and that to me, I was just like, man, that was always I'm doing something right. If Hell the old timers yeah, like you, because most of them they probably think most of the guys are pussies now. So it's like <laughs> I always like took. I was like, okay, I'm doing something right. Not that they oh, are. Yeah. The guys aren't pussies, everyone. I'm just... No, but the, I'm sure the old-timers definitely... Uh, I mean, it's, a, it's just a different mentality. I'm sure they, they, they obviously have a, a liking toward the guy who's super buff than like, doesn't a do any flips guy. like them either. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who's like, oh, you were like me, you know? Like... Keep your feet grounded. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's funny that you say the whole put yourself over thing. Like, I hate when I hear... How like that's such like a thing that's drilled into people who work for WWE at some point of like the putting yourself over like don't put yourself over don't put yourself over yeah. it's a really hard thing for people to get out of that mindset when they leave WWE I always notice of like a oh well, I don't put myself over but it's like no you, you that's not bad like yeah. you can put yourself over I think it's just a way to, there's a way but, but you no know, sometimes I think where people things just get taken out of context you always hear like Rogan talks about it. he he gets taken out of context oh the time and like I'm sarcastic and like a lot of people can't for whatever reason that is lost in translation with some people they still I think they just have this image of Ryback of serious Ryback so anything I say is dead serious and where it's the complete opposite like 90 something percent of what I say is usually sarcastic and then like when I am being serious it's clear as day but it gets lost in some of it so I always just like you just I suck what are you gonna say now uh, I suck. <laughs> Uh, did you see? Speaking of out of character, did you see the 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 Undertaker's interview that came out this week where he was like fully out of character in it? It's like no. the second one he's done. It's real interesting to see you Undertaker. Mark Calloway. Yeah, dude. Well, he still was he was still billed as the Undertaker, yeah. but yeah, but yes, and and it's 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 weird to see him out of character. Like it's just you know, first and foremost, it was fun to hear him talk about how the reason he has stayed in character for as long as he did was just because he wanted people to actually question if he was dead. Yeah. That, that was great. Like the fact that Undertaker for 28 years, like KFAB has been dead for, I don't know, like 15 years, you yeah. know, like 20 Since years. the internet. Since the internet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Before the internet. Like, Probably yeah, you know? it was already getting, yeah. <laughs> and, and so the fact that Undertaker still wanted people to question just a little bit, I love that, man. Like, I love that so much. I have a feeling, though, he's realized, because, like, everybody's on social media now. I mean, Stone Cold Steve Austin is putting out images of the, like, of Instagram stories of, like, he's, like, I always look at it because it's whenever people are on Twitter and Twitter feuds or anything, and, and that stuff is, it, it, all, it all depends and whatnot. But, like, you, you can't, like, it's hard to, like, imagine, like, Stone Cold and The Rock in a Twitter feud. But, like, now they're on social media now, and they're everyone, like, Everything kind of evolves and like Undertaker, he's been so protective of that for so long, but I think he's finally like just realized the cat's out of the bag. He probably is going to be, there's so much, he's going to be like, I feel like if he did a podcast, like he, there's so much for him to talk about. And so like if he, that it would instantly be a huge, it would go to number one. I feel like, like anything he does right now is going to do well. Like if he does Q and A's and. But it's going to be different. Do you for think people. that Undertaker should do a podcast? Yeah, one hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. Why not? I, I just think he's he's done as far, or he's at the end of his 
career most likely. Why well, in not? the interview, in the interview, he implies that he still is. Re- he's like he didn't say he's retired. Like he made it sound like he was supposed to be smarter with his bookings. Yeah, no, and I think he will still. But I'm. But saying, he's getting to the end. I think it, like it will it will open him up to a whole new. I think it will. People will embrace it. I don't. It's, it's not gonna. It's not gonna hurt him at all. I think it's only gonna help, and he, he'll make a ton of money doing it. So it's like, and he, I don't know, because you can't, you can't do the podcast as Undertaker. Well, here's my thing, though. As you know, the, social media can be a harsh uh, landscape. We, we could find out a lot more about The Undertaker than we w- ever wanted to also. and That's people, what I'm saying. Like, yeah. what if he alienates a big – what if he says some wild shit or not even some wild but just shit that's important to him, stuff that he believes – and and starts to alienate because people audience. get offended now. Yeah, no, that's yeah. very possible. That's what. But I always said it's what it's got, you got to be able to. Look, he's gonna. You got to be able to look at it. Is he's not doing it as the Undertaker. He's doing it as himself. And it's so that was one of my reasons on what wanting to do this so badly was just to show people like there's so much more to the, what you see on TV and then in and just to have fun and like he could he's been doing this his whole life. It could just it could be a it could be therapy for him just to be able to like, you know what I mean? Because I feel like finally hear, talk about it. Yeah, like, and like so people always in. see him, he always has to be Undertaker. Like he's just yeah. so you know what I mean. You feel totally. like so where he might be able to like loosen up a little bit, and I think it'd be a good thing. I don't. It's in this day and age. I think I tell I tell everyone everyone should have a podcast. I feel like just to work on social skills and talking because we're not we're on our phones so much. This is like I never I'm never on my phone when I do the podcast and it I just conversate. I get to do interviews and you find what you like and you talk about it. And if you do good at it, people will listen. If you don't, oh well, at least you still get the practice and maybe in time they will. But Yep. Yeah, I, I, I do think that he would definitely be an entertaining podcast. I mean, he I, I don't think that that's in his future just because he's charging so much money for for appearances. Well, you should do that, that first for a while, for at least. Yeah, for, for, that, that's gonna last like, forever. He's charging like two hundred thousand dollars an hour. Yeah, yeah. So, or what? What? I'm sorry. Did I say two hundred fifty? I'm sorry. I no, meant like. 20, wait, was it twenty five? Yeah, sorry, yeah. I meant twenty five. I didn't mean two hundred fifty. I'm sorry. That'd be insane. Twenty five. Good, good luck making your money back on that two hundred and fifty. Yeah. Well, twenty five <laughs> is even a lot, dude. You like, got to charge okay, enough. There for three hours. That's seventy five. So. How do you? That's a, that's like your whole. Isn't that everything that you're gonna make? Well, they have the, to. What they do is those they charge a higher ticket amount per ticket for his thing. Yeah, and then they and they also and they got to they got to do it well in advance, and they, so they have an idea of how many people. I think early on, I think he's gonna have no problem hitting that at a lot of the things, but it's he's he's. It'll be at select shows, I'm sure, because it has to be with people that really know what they're doing too, as far as charging and like because you got to have your math down on that beforehand, oh, yeah. because otherwise oh, yeah. you're going to be underwater pretty quickly. If uh... well, that's why I think that's why I believe he um, what's it called? That's why I believe that they um, are they trademark the Talking Dead or whatever, not Talking Dead. Well, the what what. The dead man talking, okay. right? That's what they trademark, I think. Dead man talking. I think it's because they want to broadcast that on fight and stuff as well. And yeah. I bet you that is where they'll make a bunch of that money back is like him talking about it. They'll make a ton of money on fight. Everyone ordering like a shoot interview basically. Yeah. With the other. 
if he does that, if that's part of the thing where like, is that I remember I did when I did some appearances early on signings. There were a couple of them that where that was part of the deal, and it was where they you, they do like a Q and A, and then they could use that footage and sell it and and make the money. One hundred percent, I'm sure that will all be figured in. Because that everyone would buy. I mean, I'd want to see. Everyone would want to see that. I yeah. want to see our shoot interview. Like that's not something you get very often. He's been around know? for so long. There's he has so many. That's what I was saying. Like I think with the podcast. I think because those guys like in Pritchard and them with advertising, especially when you're doing the numbers they're doing, it 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 it's a lot, and that they if he were to do a podcast with someone like Conrad or somebody that could ask the, the you know what I mean that just sets it up yeah. and lets him hit it out of the park every it's he he has how many years of information here of I I just can't see him. Like it's it's Undertaker. Like yeah. the fact that he's kept keeping alive this long. Like I just have such a hard time believing that he's just gonna like let the vault down and just spill everything. Like he's the guy, the most respected guy in the locker room. Like I have a hard time believing. It, it's like um, I don't know. Like what do you think that might? Well, obviously think, he's gonna offend people one way or the other, no matter what you do. But, but, but do you think that the boys, quote unquote? Does he lose respect in the eyes of the boys if he just starts a podcast and just starts talking about everything that they did over the years? No, I well, I think that's that's again you don't talk about certain things like as far as, <laughs> but you know it's like like with like Bruce and Conrad, they don't necessarily like bury people I, as far as like giving up certain information on like on stories on I don't know if he was it, it all depends on the context of what he's talking about and I but I think if he's just sharing like what was going through his point of view sort of thing on like different time periods, kind of like the same format maybe of like the Pritchard show, then no one that's 100% is completely cool and safe. But like, if he were like sharing embarrassing stories of people and that's different, then obviously I think, cause I, you know, you don't do that. So yeah, yeah that, that makes sense. Yeah. That, it's just like, you, there's just certain things you don't, you just that common sense. You don't go that route. So I don't, I, I don't did see him doing that. I did find it interesting that um, so the Pritchard sh- the, the, the Bruce talked about his hiring. Bruce Pritchard talked about his hiring on something to wrestle with this week, uh-huh. and he basically he said they're going to continue to do the the show, but that they're not going to be doing the live the, the live shows they have booked. They're going to do, but they're not going to be doing the live shows after that anymore because he's going to be busy. Um, but I guess this week during Jim Ross's podcast. He also mentioned something along the lines of um, that he might be working on a show with Conrad in the near future. Oh, really? Which makes me think that this is just pure speculation on my part, but it does make me think that maybe he's planning for a, a, a something to wrestle without Bruce Pritchard, if need be, down the line. Very possible. Very possible. Because Jim Ross has that same perspective, and honestly, I think that'd make a real, really entertaining show if if Bruce wasn't gonna do it anymore. Yeah, I uh, I do too. I think and, and that's that's a very real possibility with everything. He's going to be. I'm sure he he knows that that when you work there around Vince, it's like I said before. It's like a twenty four seven job of like just constantly just that's all you're thinking about and doing. So it's yeah, and well, and 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 while initial reports on Bruce, which stated that he was kind of like going to be a top person in creative when he came back. Mm-hmm. Um, I am told that it was a little overblown at this point. That oh, okay. that he uh, he's coming. He came back obviously, um, but he uh, is not like a top 
point person and creative at this point. He's yeah. on the writing team. Um, he still, you know, t- you know, answers to Dave Kapoor and and Koski yep. and Road Dog. Uh, Triple H, all those kinds of people. Um, but he is, you know, working on things. From what I was told, uh, he produced one of the most newsworthy segments of the week, uh, probably the most newsworthy segment of the week, and that was uh, the return of Dave Batista. Which oh, really? I loved. Yeah, uh, did yeah. Did you see that? I did, yes. And it did have a different vibe to it, you yeah. know? Like, it did feel, while watching it, it felt like it was different than what you normally see on WWE TV. And I liked knowing that it was Bruce who produced that segment. That is, I'd caught different parts and I noticed it was, uh, the show had a good feel. Yeah, no, it did. Sorry, I was grabbing a drink. No, it's, the, the show, the show had a, a little different feel to it. And, it was uh, paced real differently, it felt. Yeah, I, I think it's a good thing that he's back. And I, I honestly, too, I think it's, with AEW kind of lurking in the background and like I feel like maybe the WWE is going to they're they're forced to put a little more thought into things and uh you know, cuz it's going to take time to get things on track which is why I think they brought up all the new guys is to get those guys cuz it takes time to get TV time and to get those guys to become as good as they are it takes the time to become a star from on a worldwide scale I think they're trying to get some guys going because they they want the roster and they, they're going to need the guys for for when if AEW starts picking up some steam once they get going because rather than getting blindsided by anything that I think they're just they're they're addressing their issues that have been uh, issues for a long time and and trying to improve. Well, I think it's twofold. Like one, okay, I agree a hundred percent on the NXT guys. I one hundred thousand percent agree that they brought those guys up. Because they want to like have like um, people with an indie style that they that they're comfortable with at this point, yeah. uh, showcasing that indie style to kind of like combat any other kind of like you know company that's like a sports centric style that they're going for or yeah. whatever. I as far as like the creative though being and the way that Raw felt better on, on Monday, um, I think that always ha- – I get tricked every WrestleMania season into thinking that. Yeah. I think that's a lot to do with WrestleMania season. Like, when WrestleMania season rolls around, they usually put their best feet forward. Yeah. Like, they're, they're always like, all right, WrestleMania comes – WrestleMania has to be dope, so we have to do the dopest possible for WrestleMania. Yeah. And this is kind of like w- what we get from it, you know? And yeah. I, and so when WrestleMania season rolls around, it's always awesome. And then the, the Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania are cool because they're like – they're dazzling you with all these things. Yeah. So I, I wait for a few weeks a after. Yeah, a few weeks after the <laughs> Raw and SmackDown after WrestleMania. For then I'm like, if they continue, I'm like, great, awesome. Um, but one of the things I think was the coolest part about the Batista thing, uh, something that we rarely get in WWE anymore for some reason, especially on Raw, and that's a cliffhanger ending. Like, yeah. for some reason, we don't get those anymore. No. And they're so key. Most television shows end with some kind of cliffhanger to want, get you to want to tune in next week. The following week. week, yeah. Yeah, I mean, that's like a... And I understand there's a lot of content and you're rolling on with it, but still, like, I, I don't know. I just... I, I love having a cliffhanger ending like it that. It doesn't happen a lot at all. And yeah, I agree. And I... It, it was like it ended abruptly almost. Like, you're like, what? It was because you thought there was going to be more almost. Like, and... Um, like Batista was just ghost when they went back there. Yeah. You know? like, <laughs> and she wanted, and then he was just ghost. I am getting, I am 
I do question. It's like the crown jewel match, like I said. With and like and Jericho's talked about, and Jericho has stayed relevant and in in touch with everything over the years. He puts himself in there with with the best guys, though, or guys that he, that are the new style, and they they mesh well. It always, and I feel like with Hunter in that match and Crown Jewel with everybody, and, and people have their feedback on that match. And you're taking a guy, Batista's been out of the ring a long time. And he was out a long time before he came back brief for the brief run before and whatnot. And, and Hunter's been out of the ring and he's coming off an injury and like putting them in a WrestleMania. And they're both good enough. And Hunter will, they will map that out accordingly and there'll be a story with it and whatnot. But I always just like, I don't know. Part of me is like, it's, and they're both, they're both up there in age and they both, you know, and Batista looks great. Look, looked phenomenal and whatnot, but I don't, um, it's been a, that's something you gotta be that job and doing it, get being the mix and whatnot. I don't know how much wrestling Dave trains and does the MMA and everything, but that it's different from still wrestling, you know? So that's what I I'm, was. I also think he learned his lesson from the last time though, when he came back and he's ready to like make up for that. So I feel like there's be, probably, yeah. so I feel like he's, he, has learned a, a lot since that last time. And I also think that True. if the creative is is like on point, yep. if it continues to be as good as that one segment was, and obviously there's no way to tell from just that one first segment if they can keep that going for another month. But if they could like properly give you the creative behind it, I think just the aura of the match itself could sell it almost like a Hogan rock type situation if where they do it right. Yeah. Yeah. You knew they weren't going to have the most technical match, but it was, it was awesome, amazing. You know? it's, one yeah. of the best, it's crowd yeah. interaction is all that matters. So if they can get the crowd that into it, and I feel like that crowd is already going to be at a fever pitch because of Becky and Rhonda and Charlotte, yeah. that, that I, if, if, if they tell a dope story, if they, if they base it on real life stuff that's happened and yeah. it seems like that might be the way they're going with this whole, like, do I have your attention now? Hunter thing. Like he's going to maybe talk about Hunter ghosting him all these years yeah, yeah. And, and talking about maybe like, Oh, Hunter's jealous that I was able to make it in Hollywood and he's stuck here. Yeah. Stuff like it. Like if they could, I don't know. I, I don't know if that's the creative to make it happen, but if they can, they're the writers. They that would be money. the best route, though. I think anytime yeah. you have a sense of realism in anything, it draws the most interest. So me too. Me too. That you, that is a great point. And if they can do that, in which I feel like if Hunter's involved, they'll have they'll have it all in place. So that's what I'm hoping for. You know, like, and obviously I'm reserving judgment, but I am a big Batista Mark, so I'm I'm pumped about yeah, it. Yeah, no, I love him. Dave's great, man. Like he was, uh, I'm just saying, like he's been gone for a while, so hopefully, totally. But I do think, and you, you another great point was I think he's extremely motivated to want to. That last run didn't go anywhere near how he probably wanted it to on on many different levels. So on it, every level, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, every level, <laughs> yeah, just and, like he was already not pumped on the creative, then he got stuck with the Daniel Bryan storm of things, and yep. then he still put him over. Like, there's no way that was the plan when he was coming back, and then he still hung around. Like, I think Dave's great, I think Dave's, I think that he's because he's looking to make up for that, and because he has such a chip on his shoulder 
I feel like they're gonna they're gonna pull it out and, and yeah. make something. No, I, I I certainly I hope they do. He deserves it to go out. I think in a good good fashion too, or however. If this, if this is his last one, you know, because it seems like he's gonna have some bigger movie roles and stuff coming up. And but who knows? I he hope, could come back. Get those paydays. I, <laughs> I hope that he comes out in some kind of Drax. Shit, like he's got to have some kind of Drax related thing when he comes out, right? That man, I've always wished those WrestleMania entrances. That's that. It's cool when they if they give you one of those big big entrances with everything. And because uh, I remember that I always wanted to do the Terminator. When I remember when, that year when Hunter did, I was torn because I was like, man, I I always wanted to do that. Then so now I was like, if I were to do that, I would do the regular Terminator entrance. With the uh, the hologram of me like naked in a ball, and then it would, <laughs> and then the feed me more hits, and then the Terminator music. But then it's just I I come up from the stage as Ryback, but Hunter uh, Hunter's entrance is pretty badass, that, huh? Kenny Omega did that. Did he do that? See, I can't yeah, even. Yeah, you can't even do that, dude. He did, he the did whole... that for like a Wrestle Kingdom thing. Yeah, they did like a whole video package where it, like cut, and he was doing the whole naked Terminator. I'm late to yeah. everything. I yeah, scratch, scratch all that. Cage... And then Brian Cage came out on Impact recently, and he had the like the arm kind of like as if he was like the the actual Terminator. Yeah, uh, you, every Terminator has. That's been. done. I'll, I'll have to rethink that, Ryan. I didn't. That was that was in the past that I wanted to do that. I was just saying that. No one's ever done like a cool lava entrance though, where he gets pulled up from the lava. I that's me that resurrecting done. myself from the lava, the rise of Ryback from the lava. Yeah. Just yeah. with burn marks all over my body. Get the really <laughs> yeah. good makeup artist. I oh, told... You just reminded me that Arnold got involved in a wrestling match this weekend. I have to go look at the footage. Also, yeah. wait, you just brought up Arnold. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah. How cool was it that Arnold shouted you out? It was uh, not what I was, I was expecting. I, I looked at the Twitter at night, and I'm seeing like all these comments, and then I'm like, is that a fake Schwarzenegger account? And... Uh, <laughs> I go, well, why would I get all these comments? And I click on it, and it's him. I go, holy <laughs> He, I was like, he acknowledged the Justin Roberts thing. He, it seems like he remembers it. Like, uh, which I, there we go. Ryback's not a liar. That's like, <laughs> the vindication right vindication. there. Vindication. <laughs> uh, which Dana Warrior never helped with that either, thinking of that, her, her sweet tweets oh. back. The, did uh, you see the story about Dana Warrior that I did this week? Yeah, hold on, hold on. Yeah, let's talk about that too. By the way, <laughs> the uh, but Arnold, he was always uh, and I met him there, and then I got to meet him again later. I sat at uh, the Hall of Fame, me Ziggler, and we got the photo. I got hanging up, but uh, I'm telling, I I knew when I the way he looked and he was getting ready to talk, and it was like looked me up and down. I was like, even if he said it just to make me feel good, I don't care. But he also, he'd made a tweet way back against me and Cena when we were doing our thing about Terminator and Conan meeting, just a random tweet from home or wherever, Arnold just watching Raw, and I was just like, oh, I think Arnold, maybe he does know who Ryback is. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Clearly, he's a fan of the Ryback, dude, for sure, for sure. And I love how he said the, uh, I'm going to I'm gonna probably ask him to be on the podcast. That's the only, the next, in my head, it was like, that's the only the next step. The because uh, he, he did mention us he didn't already do it hanging out and schmoozing. I was like, well, we might as well do the podcast if we're schmoozing. <laughs> uh, yeah, duh, that would be <laughs> rad to get Arnold Put this on the podcast, podcast on the map finally. <laughs> Man, <laughs> which I'm still trying uh, to find a transcriber. But anyways, I'll, I'll talk about that oh, after. I, I can 
find someone for it. I think I know a few people who who be down, so I can pass. Several along people messaged and then they just disappeared. They ghosted me, and uh, it's uh, so hopefully we can find someone for that because it, it will definitely help. But um, the yeah, sorry, the Dana stuff. What were you gonna say about that? The how crazy is that? Yeah. The I <laughs> saw that and I, I was forgot uh, that there was beef between you and Dana. I forgot. Yeah, that man. That's like another thing where people. If you go back, it was a fan question with the uh, about that WrestleMania where Warrior got inducted, and it was like there was nothing bad. I not one remotely bad thing. I said I was literally sharing what happened. If Mark Carano showing me the the paper, the early rest that. How would she know? They're not there. But, like, it was... I remember seeing that. And I remember I was doing an appearance for Northeast Wrestling. And she tweeted it, like, publicly, like, calling me a liar and not, like... I was like, why wouldn't I remember. you just send me a message? If She was... I've, I've met her many times, and she's always been very nice in person. And I was in, saying I was, like, trying to make money and to do my own work. I was like, I don't make any money by people thinking I'm a liar, yeah. And I said, I go, it could have been all that, that they showed me that and it was nothing. And it was just, they could have been messing with me. They weren't. It was hanging on the wall in the, in the talent relations office. But, I could have sworn when she did that and, and we were discussing it on my show, we were all saying the same thing. Like, it's very possible someone said that to Ryback. Like, he wasn't being, like, rude. Yeah. He wasn't like, and like you said, how would she know that? They wouldn't. And like, the manager like, guy and, like. He Warrior didn't even have to know it. That could have just been Vince's idea, and it wasn't. That's gonna, what I'm saying. Yeah. It was going to be to squash me. It wasn't going to be to. It was going to be to give him his final moment. If that was what they were thinking, or Vince, it was like nothing. And I just remember somebody high up in WWE actually texted me when that all thing happened and said, "Don't worry, she's out of her mind." So that <laughs> and legit. Now she's on the writing team. Yeah, now she's on the writing team. So, but I have nothing. I'm not even. It is what it is. I was just, well, I publicly think there's a way to conduct. And I said, even like, I was like, I hope everything's well, Dana. I like, pu- like a public tweet, like, and then she just insulted me again. I was just like, off. when I see her in person, I, there'll be a conversation. So I'm sure when you see her in person that she's going to be like, oh, hi, Ryan. Like, nice yeah. to see you. It's just, they didn't, it was just, it's unnecessary. And I, I'm not, no one wasn't taking shots at him. I was putting him over. Like there was nothing. Like, it's also, yeah, I, I, I I, it's funny, I had completely forgotten about that story, yeah. but I 100% remember that now, and I just 100% remember thinking at the time, because I could have sworn, I don't remember, I either, I may have wrote both, something on both, because I thought it was interesting that there was a pitch for that, and then... Well, there's headlines for that period, if you go back and look, like, there's public headlines that they were talking about. Like, it's not, like, I didn't, I was answering a fan question of... Nobody could sit there and say, who would know? I'm not, why would I lie about that? It wasn't like, rare. I, I was, was thrilled rare. that it didn't happen, to be honest. Like, it, but it was like, I'm not. I people really did like, people got real, there was that period of time where people were getting real mad over things you were saying on your show, I remember. Yeah. And like, I was writing a lot of those stories, not thinking they were like, gonna like be negative things. I just thought they were interesting things. Said, it's like the the and, shield power bomb thing. Like that, I never said I invented the triple power bomb. That was another like. But let's just like common sense, Ryan. Just common sense. I'm in the main event. I was I was at work the main event the pay per view prior. Three new guys, not the shield as you know them now. Three new guys on the roster. 
I was power bombing, guys. We needed a move to put me through a table and put me down. I suggested a triple power bomb because I was power bombing, guys. And then it's like, how dare Ryback say he invented the triple power bomb for the shield? I'm like, holy f. Like, why? <laughs> Why would I lie about that? Why, just think about it on it from a common sense standpoint. I'm the one taking the move. You don't think I'm going to have some input possibly? I'm not going to be talking with them. And like, I'm just like, why do people... There's, I don't benefit from people thinking I'm a liar. It, no. doesn't, it hurts me if they think that. Like, I'm not... Yes. So, yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I don't know. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah. The, the early days of your podcast with the, with the Pat Bucks and the... The Phoenix Marie's, you you had a I I don't know what it was, but there was a lot of like anger towards the podcast yeah. for some reason. I think it was maybe the way the descriptions were. In, I don't know, but I've been doing the show for a few weeks now, and I don't ever see any negative things said about. It. I don't. So I haven't happy. seen any negative things in the longest time. It's all. It's actually they're like been positive. I'm like yeah. I, and I said all along when I was like I was like, is this a way of God testing me? I'm like, it's like the things were so ridiculous. I don't know. Like I can't. You're seeing lies written about you over like people getting angry over things that aren't true and like or calling you a liar. Like, guys, I'm not this doesn't benefit me. Like, I have a business. I the last thing I want is for anyone to think I'm a liar. I'm just yeah. telling you from my standpoint, but I think it just a lot of people just read things and people do clickbait headlines and they don't necessarily hear the context. And if somebody oh, writes Ryback invented the triple power bomb. You'd be amazed how many people don't read and beyond the headline yeah like it is insane i i can't tell you how many people reply to the stories that i put on social media asking a question that is clearly stated in the article and i'm it, like yeah. you took the time to just write this out instead of reading the article which i took the time i took the time to write that in the article so that you would not be confused about it yeah oh, it's frustrating people it's, just love reading headlines it's a real problem that goes on today everyone's just so in a, in a hurry and just looking and, and acting and reacting and that's why i was like it come it's not if any because people that listen to the show actually know they're like that wasn't like that but if somebody writes a headline to get clicks because they're making money and that and if the headline is catchy ryback invented the triple power bomb for the shield somebody Right back, you know what I mean? It's just, yep. and that's where it fuels, and then it just, and it kept happening and kept happening, and it's like, guys, chill out. It's not that serious. It's like, okay, I did yeah. it. I did it. I never invented a triple power bomb. I suggested a move be done to me. And People I, always think when I, they're like, has Ryback said anything crazy since you guys have been doing a podcast? And I was yeah. like, no, it's a very normal thing since when we talk. <laughs> yeah, normal conversations, laughing before the show, just. That's yeah, why he's like conversations with the big guy, you yeah. know? <laughs> All right, well, I'll move on to this other big story of the weekend. Since we, we talked about it last week, but we didn't get to get full detail about it, and that was uh, Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns, yes. now he's in remission. He's, uh, he's coming back. Uh, he didn't specify when he is coming back, uh, but he is coming back, which is great news. Um, obviously, there are people who are like, oh, he was only gone for four months. You know, how is that, is that a thing? possible? Oh, you have no idea. Oh, yeah. So many people on social media are just like, oh. well, he didn't give enough information, so how are we to know what actually happened? Or, well, clearly he had, like, the good kind of cancer. And you're like, the good kind of cancer? Like, what are you talking about? You know, and, like, so many people are like, well, more information should have been given on what kind of cancer. And it's like, no, man, that's, like, his personal life. Yeah. Like. He's in remission. Great news. He's coming back. We should all be happy about it. The, 
Wow. Yeah. No, it, it's a it's a tremendous story. You look great, and uh, with the advancements we've made in medicine, like this, maybe if this was 10, 20 years ago, it wouldn't have been as quick. But they're constantly making advancements on treatment and finding things, and there's nothing but positives to say about that. Like, it's, yeah. My- my co-host Jamie, uh, Jamie Iovine, he was we were talking about the show this week, and he was saying that um, he's a survivor of non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, yeah. and uh, he was like, you know, it's it sucks, you know, but he was like, you know, when I went through it, he's like, I didn't lose my hair, you know, I got through it in eleven months, yep. you know, um, and he was saying like the guilt of like being a cancer survivor of going through that and like not having all those things did kind of get to him initially. So he was like, you know, he was like, not everyone has that. It depends on what you go, what you went through, yeah. what you had, how early they caught it. Um, People have a so perception of what cancer is supposed to look like. I think because we've seen, you've seen and like, it's like anything else. There's just different levels to everything in what like in movies, Yeah, you know, like you see in movies, they're, they're, they're a certain way. So you think yep. it's a certain way, you know? Yeah. That's unfortunate. I wish, man, I, I, I don't, it just sucks. We have the people that are like that, and it's there's so there's so many good. I was just actually in, not to to take this off topic, but I was like, there, I was saying there's different levels to this with fans too, and and there's so many good fans, and sometimes it's overridden by the people that aren't as good. And like I remember, like last night watching the UFC fights, and like man, I watch those. I enjoy the fights, even when people are booing if they think it's boring. Like I'm into it because I'm watching the grappling and watch. Hey, afterwards, I was like, man, that was 65 bucks. I was like, those were the three fights I paid to watch, man. I I got my money's worth. I was like, man, those, I, I just felt good about, like, I didn't, like, oh, that guy sucks or this and that. That wasn't angry. Like, oh, the fights all could have been short. I wouldn't have been angry. Like, i thankful these people are going out there and, and, and putting their, their lives on the line, fighting for entertainment, and they're doing it for money. But it was like, just the mindset I have of watching and there's I, when I meet good fans, and they're thank you so much for everything you do. There are so many good fans out there, but there's also just a portion that are just they're not, and it's it's just comes. And from they're me. the most vocal too, the yeah. nuts. And they hang out together online. It's more you got to understand too. It, it's a lot of it's they're in a negative place mentally already. Life's not going good probably, and they're angry. And it's and they're and they're probably. There's a lot to be angry about, but their mindset is focusing on things that are making them angry, and they're just looking to be angry. It's like you can't – the Roman Reigns situation, there's anybody with the right mindset is not going to look at that and be angry or question it or anything. It's – you're happy. Like that's the right mindset. You're happy. And, and for him and his family, for everyone, everyone in WWE is thrilled to have him back. It's man, it, it's a great, it's a great story, and I he's he's such a good guy, man. So, it, it's yeah. it's like anything you're always going to deal with that portion of people. But uh, well, now that he is back, obviously the big question is, is he going to wrestle at WrestleMania? Um, I, I you know from what I've heard, he's going to wrestle at WrestleMania. Um, he's going to match. I don't think it's going to be a title match. I think he's going to kind of like my guess is the way that you know. They make it so that because if, if he was in a title match, that would have to main event the show. I'm sorry, yeah. but they would. They would like he coming back from cancer and for the title. There's no you can't beat that story, you know. Yeah. So the way I think they do it is they have him in a smaller match to have him, you know, let you know quicker match just so that he's there and it's it's his it's you know it's the return to WrestleMania of Roman Reigns after his big you know after 
his big battle with cancer and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. I, I, I'm very much looking forward to seeing him. I, apparently, he might wrestle at Fastlane too. Like that's the the rumor mill is there's a that, that right now it's like a handicap match or something yeah. like that where it's gonna be him and Seth versus some other people. I would say the a good send off if Dean if Dean is leaving WWE is you give. You do the Shield versus a three-man group at WrestleMania. Give Roman back. That way he's in a six-man match and whatnot. Dean put over maybe whoever, McIntyre, whoever you want to get that last bit of momentum, whatever, and then have the Shield kind of send off in the ring. At at WrestleMania, that could be a good feel-good moment, and Dean still does business on his way out. You give the win to a guy who you want to do something with. I don't know. Or you let the Shield go out on top and have the moment and – then you let Dean go. I don't know. It's. I th- if it were me, I would have them. I would have Dean join that handicap match, and then go back to being heel and turn <laughs> on Roman, and then it, and then Roman versus Dean at WrestleMania, and he ah, puts yeah. o- and then he puts over puts over Roman on his way out. That'd I mean, be a good. That's not a bad idea either. That's uh... and then they still can have the like. All right, we're still boys. Yeah. Shield fist bump moment later in the show or. Something like that, you know. Yeah, they, they'll have their options, I think. And but I don't think it's. I would imagine bringing Batista back, and like you said, I think with the Hunter storyline, that probably is going to be the main focal point. It look or that in Ronda and, and Becky, obviously. Yeah, because right now we've got Ronda, Becky, and Charlotte. We've got Seth and Brock. We've got Batista and Triple H. So I do wonder where I, I, Roman and Dean. I feel like would be a nice addition to that card. Yeah, yeah, and they haven't done that, I don't think, at all, right? No, not that I can think of. No. So that, yeah, that could be that could be a uh, could be a possibility. And that could be why they did the whole crazy thing with Dean, where he thinks he's part of the Shield again, yeah. and he's gonna be all like, "No, what do you mean? I'm just crazy." And then like he realizes during the match that he snaps again. And he's like, "No, what the? What am I doing back here with these guys? I already turned on these guys." Yeah, yeah, that would be that wouldn't be a bad little <laughs> deal. No, that's. It'll be interesting to see what they do. They're going to have some options going into WrestleMania, so that's that, yeah. that's a good problem to have. So absolutely. Well, I'm definitely glad he's back. Um, oh, and I also should have said this when we moved past the Dana Warrior thing, but um, I am willing to like. I, I don't want to put too much hate on them for hiring her. Obviously, you know, she's already part of the company, so clearly people like her within the company. And if she was looking for work, like. You know, it's only a part-time position at this point. Well, not, I shouldn't say part-time. It's it's not a permanent position at this point. Yeah. She hasn't been hired full-time yet. So, um, you know, if she if she has good ideas... Yeah, you know, I wouldn't know that either. That She may, yeah, I would, ve- no, I may no very idea. well may. And so never hate on anyone for having an opportunity. But, like, it's... Yeah. That my thing was an entirely different thing, but I hopefully it's... <laughs> I know because I I feel like we passed by it because we were talking about the other thing. Her attacking right? me, like I'm she... still not over that. We love you, Dana. The, uh, <laughs> we love you, Dana. The just I don't know. I don't. Uh, and again, they just they want. She's around there, and she's just doing appearances for them and whatnot. So maybe they're just looking for something, and she can give an outside perspective. I don't know. And we'll That's see. That's kind of what I heard is that they just kind of wanted to see if she could provide an outside female perspective that uh, is different than who they have there. She right has. Now. She has daughters. You know that. Yeah. She, like it's. She probably watches a lot of wrestling with them, and they kind of can give it like, what would they think? Sort of like, you know what I mean? That yep. could be that could be one hundred percent what it. What would a mom think of this? 
totally. So, that, that's what I think. The that's what I think they were trying to get. If that's her. the case, that's 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 only that's actually a good business decision by having people like that kind of bringing up different suggestions or critiques and whatnot when you're in those meetings. So. And then we say that, and then next week there's going to be a wrestler doing like a warrior esque promo yeah. from like. <laughs> 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 uh, okay, uh. lastly here before we get out of here is uh, the return of Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens oh, came yeah. back this week, uh, and in a in a way that I think is going to play out well, but people were angry about obviously, and that is uh, they replaced Kofi Kingston at Fastlane. Yeah. Kofi Kingston's not in the WWE Championship match anymore. They replaced him with Kevin Owens. Uh, what do you think about about all that? Uh, I think that's uh, a way to maybe add some drama into this with Kofi and to make him even. Uh, but Kevin is coming back as a babyface, right? That's yes, I think it was very. Yeah, um, it's weird. Uh, yeah. So I don't. It'll be. It'll be well, because he was a, he he was acting like a face kind of. But he was placed in a very heel-like role of having to replace, like, similar but, to... But Batista Daniel Bryan is a to... heel, though, is what I'm saying, too. So it's like a weird... Why would... It's... Yeah, yeah uh, it's it's confusing. It's very confusing. Yeah, I don't... It could just be a way to get him... I don't know. We'll have to... It, the good thing is when you do something like that and you got people talking and get people angry, that's a good thing. Now, and, and now it's... If Kofi... Hopefully... Kofi is going to be figured in for WrestleMania. That's all that matters. One that's way the, how I look at it. And so that's what you just got to let it play out and see. But it's good, you know, Kevin Edward double knee, double knee surgery and whatnot. But yep. Yep. I hope his back is going to be all right. That stunner's going to eat his disc away. Every time I see one now, and he jumps up high someone, with it too. I saw someone do a backpack stunner the other day, and yeah. I forget what I forget where it was. But I thought to myself, like, oh man, I gotta send, I gotta send that guy right back, I've, saying how much that f***ed him up. I, people don't. It's not worth it. I'm, it. It is not worth it. It's. I, but everyone's gonna do what they're gonna do, and you don't think about it when you're, you're like, oh, one time's not gonna hurt. But then you start using it more and more and more, and oh, it hasn't hurt me yet. And then before you know it, once it's a scary thing, man. You just, it's just common sense. So the energy can only go up one place, but in the disc, it, yeah. Yeah, he should stick with the pop-up powerbomb. I know. Right? I, I mean, it's I, cool. I like the stunner. It's classic move, but yeah. I was thinking, I hate that I think that way now. It's similar to like when I see someone do um, uh, when I see someone do a sunset flip off the top rope. Yep. And try to like powerbomb them down. I always think to myself like that guy's gonna hurt his knee or his ankle. Yeah. He's gonna f something up in there. Like just don't do that. It's, don't do it. Yeah, it's uh, it's interesting to see how people with KO on that because that that move is. That's the one finisher that's kind of like you don't do. It was it was for the longest time, but now we're getting in, in Stone Cold's been gone as far as is not. I don't want to say been gone, but he's not an active wrestler. And then it's like so, but do you give the move? Somebody has to eventually do the move. So if you think do about, do they know? Because like no one's ever done the no one's ever going to make the leg drop part of their fit their finish. Well, obviously, Jack times have changed. Has kind of a little uh, bit. You're right. You're right. And, that's, that's true. You're right. And like KO's kind of the complete opposite of Stone Cold a little bit. And they, it's like, do you give the you can't give the move to a new guy because people are going to him instantly because he he's a new guy. He's not a new guy, and if he's trying to maybe come back and he's in a weird storyline where he's. Supposed to be a heel, but he's a baby face. Are they trying to give him a little bit of an edge kind of deal? Like I do it, think they want to make him a tweener. So Stone Cold was tweener esque in the that, beginning. It almost 
he's wearing a blue and white shirt like the Stone Cold. Like it's I don't know. It's uh, it'll be inter- interesting to see how it plays out and if the fans is someone like him more prone to being able to get that move over again by doing it because he has he is established with the crowd in coming back off an injury and he is he does come from the independent where that portion of the crowd has always kind of liked him. Could be the perfect storm. I don't know. I mean, even like Ricochet, like you would think, like I would have always thought no one's ever going to be able to the people's elbow again and not seem lame. Yeah. But a Ricochet, he does like that people's moonsault thing where he does the same thing, runs the ropes and does a moonsault, and it's all good. Like no one really, it's not a problem or anything yeah. like that. So it, think- yeah, The stunner is such like a sacred thing to me as a child of the Attitude Era. It is hard for me to accept anybody else doing it. Yeah. But I mean, I guess if he... I do really, really like Kevin Owens. So but I mean, just so one... I always tell you, if you look at it like in just with KO doing the move, but if, if Lars Sullivan came up and was doing the Stone Cold Stunner, he would be hated. Not in a good way, like because people, like he's, because he's brand new. And I'm just using yeah. his name just because I don't know that popped in my head. But like it's, <laughs> KO's been there. He's established with the crowd. He's been a heel the whole time. He's possibly coming back. with a, it's, a, it's a fresh start, essentially. So it's... It could work if they if they do it right. So, and if Stone Cold gives him the stamp of approval, that's all that really matters. I mean, once Stone Cold says, and he did, he tweeted saying like he said something positive about it. I forgot yeah. to put it on the site, but he 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 didn't diss it. So uh, so yeah, as long as you got Stone Cold approval, that's all that really matters. <laughs> but we'll see what happens with it. They gotta with hopefully Kofi's figured in for WrestleMania because he I, he's got to be. That has to be why they did this. Yeah, I I, I would I would certainly hope so. For his sake, I would like to see him in a high-profile match. Yeah, yeah, me too. All right, well, I, I'm done here for the top news stories of the week. That, that's pretty much it. Anything uh, to plug to, to wrap this up? Check out ProWrestlingSheet.com. That's the website. Uh, you can check out the YouTube channel, YouTube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where I do my weekly Raw SmackDown recaps with my co-host, John Roca. Uh, that's where I do Wrestling Sheet Radio, where we also talk about the top stories of the week. Uh, it's where you can check out other fun videos that I that I put up that come into my mind, uh, all d- different discussions we have, and, and stuff like that. It's at Wrestling Sheet on social media. I'm at Ryan Satin, and uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. Good deal, Ryan. Thank you very much. We'll talk next week, and we'll be right back, guys, after these messages. It's the big guy Ryback with Feed Me More Nutrition, and I just wanted to say thank you guys for another great year. We started the brand with three supplements, and we're now getting ready to release our seventh supplement, our 10-count creatine. We just released our GTS Go to Sleep High-Powered Sleep Aid, so if you have a difficult time falling asleep or staying asleep, check out our all-natural GTS Sleep Aid, available on FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Speaking of FeedMeMore.com, we have all new domestic shipping rates. No shipping over $9.99 domestically anymore, with rates as low as $4.99. We want to be more competitive, and as a thank you guys for being loyal customers, offer you the best shipping rates we possibly can. So if you guys haven't checked out Feed Me More Nutrition, now's your chance. We are a premium all-natural supplement company that gives you safe, natural formulas that get results. FeedMeMore.com and Amazon. Get hungry. Stay hungry. Feed. Me. More. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's the big guy, Ryback, and I want to talk to you about Fuel Meals. 
my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Meal prep at your doorstep. Fuel Meals at FuelMeals.com has something for everybody. An easy way to eat healthy in this fast-paced life we are all living. Whenever I'm in a pinch, I go to my Fuel Meals and I love it. I love to eat real food, but the fact is I can't cook for every single meal of the day. So Fuel Meals come in handy for me when I need it most, and I think it could help you too. Tell them the big guy sent you and use discount code the big guy to save 15%. FuelMeals.com. Feed me more. All right. Back. I'm back. And I would like to thank Carly Perez, Ryan Satin, for coming on this week. And uh, enjoyed talking to Carly earlier on. It's uh, been some time since we talked. So that's one of the cool things, like I said, about doing this podcast is getting to... um, kind of reminisce and uh, go back in time and, and talk to people we've come up with in the business together. And as we all kind of have gone our, our different directions and doing our different things, and uh, it's a lot of fun for me. So I really, really enjoy doing that. I do want to give a, a shout-out to a wrestling historian on Instagram. Give him a follow. Vegas Skin and Beauty Center here in Las Vegas for your laser hair removal needs. And they also do Brazilian waxing, if you're into that sort of thing. Zevia, Stevia Sweetened Calorie-Free Soda. Fasting-friendly, keto-friendly soda. And real good foods. You could actually save 15% with code Ryback. And the, their poppers are new and improved. So if you tried the poppers and weren't a fan of them, try the new ones, because they have, they have improved them. And uh, I actually got to go go get some more myself on that but with that guys go ahead and do some plugs a little classical music here for all fan mail guys P.O. Box 752740 Las Vegas, Nevada 89136 I just ask that you please have self-addressed a self-addressed envelope uh, with postage this podcast on Patreon patreon.com slash Ryback different levels there that we uh, with some extra content that we don't always have with the tips of the week and stuff on the show. You can you can sign up and get that on patreon.com slash Ryback. Amazon merch for Feed Me More Nutrition available on Amazon for Feed Me More Nutrition and the Big Guy Ryback. Feed Me More Nutrition available on feedmemore.com and Amazon. You can actually save 20% with the podcast 20, discount code podcast20 on feedmemore.com. Personal video shout outs by myself, cameo.com slash the big guy Ryback. All professional wrestling bookings, book the big guy at yahoo.com or Bill Barron's at showbiz at aol.com. Wake up, it's feeding time, my motivational book, available on Amazon, paperback audible in Kindle formats. Fuel Meals, fuelmeals.com, my personal meal prep service I've been using for years. Save 15% with discount code, the big guy. Follow us on social media at CWTBG, at Ryback22, at FMM. And FMM Nutrition on Twitter. Botch that. Feed Me More Nutrition on Facebook at the Big Guy Ryback 22 at Feed Me More Nutrition and at Conversation with the Big Guy on Instagram. Ryback247 on Snapchat, even though I don't use it that much these days. This podcast, subscribe, like youtube.com slash Feed Me More channel. Guys, if you could also, we got Ryback TV on there. Uh, we got We got new content being put up every week. So you can subscribe to the show on there. 
to see the video footage. Always going to be up several days after the audio. And uh, other than that, if you could leave a review on iTunes, help out, support this show. It is greatly appreciated. We'll have JD and Asian Joe back next week, do a little catching up. I like to alternate it. A guest one week, JD and Joe the next. Keeps it fresh and uh, allows me to do the interviews and talk with my friends. And we got fans of, of both sides of the show. So hopefully everyone is, uh, is enjoying everything on that end. And uh, you've just listened to another episode of Conversation with the Big Guy Ryback. Feed me more. with the big guy Ryback. Subscribe, like, rate, comment.